Talk Live. I'm your host, Jeff Deverter. Now here at Cloud Talk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help you improve your business and those around you. Now this recording is from our Cloud Talk Live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to come and watch us there and join the conversation live with us in real time. Your participation helps drive the conversation. Now, let's get on with today's show. Hey, everybody. Good morning and welcome Cloud Talk Live. Everyone, my name is Jeff DeVerter, as you can see right there on the screen. And uh, so glad that you're part of the program this morning. You know, we went live yesterday uh, with, uh, with with a great racker here, um, and uh, we had some challenges, but I'm glad to see that Restream is knocking it out of the park this morning. Hey, everyone, I would love for you to, if you haven't, uh, if you haven't been here before, Hey, we, we, we run a pretty common program here, but one of those uh, things that's most important is that you introduce yourselves, comment uh, in the little description section down below, the comment section. would love to know who you are, where you are, what do you do in tech? We're going to get into a fascinating conversation this morning uh, around, uh, Kurt is here, uh, around um all things data literacy. But folks, if you guys want to... um contact us here at the solve program. It's as easy as the email you see on the screen right there. And it's just send a note over to solve at rackspace.com. And uh, the entire production team gets that one. And uh, we'll be sure to get an answer to you. So, hey, we've got Heather from Iowa. We've got Richard. We've got uh, Navit. Glad that you are here. Sebastian is here. I'm glad that you're here. Uh, everyone keep introducing yourselves. Make me feel good because you're saying hi, Jeff. And well, who doesn't like that? Well, uh, we're going to get into a conversation today. Ooh, um, data center expert, Jordan uh, Aman. That's cool. First person from J Jordan, I think. Welcome. Glad that you are here. Hey, guys, we are going to get into a conversation around data literacy today uh, with, with a gentleman who's been on the program a couple of times, Normal, and uh, one of the smartest guys I know in, uh, in, in this space. So, Hey, with that, let's go ahead and start to plow on into what we have today. And it starts, of course, with this week in cloud. And um, that's where we get into the news that's uh, important for you. And it starts with a super interesting uh, uh, deal from, from Google. I'm not, I didn't put this one directly in the updates from Google. Uh, Rakesh, welcome. Glad that you're here. Uh, because I wanted to talk a little bit more about it as well. And Google Cloud uh, announced yesterday an expansion of its security capabilities. Now, we all know that security is a big fat issue and everybody's afraid people are going to come in and hold their data hostage, which is a big deal. But you know what's happening more than that is folks are breaking into servers and they're using them for crypto. And that's hard to figure out sometimes uh, that that is actually going on, that crypto mining is happening. Well, there, Google is adding a capability that forensically is analyzing the workloads on top of VMs inside of GCP. And um, uh, and they are uh, able to detect when this type of work is going on and let you know and stop that and get you to get it all cleaned up. So really cool update from GCP. Excuse me, I am still getting over a cold, so I may mute myself from time to time to cough. Also in the news, 
guys, I talked about this with a couple of the providers as they gave their their updates. AWS was the last to announce their quarterly updates. The net net of it all, I had a good friend who worked at Rackspace. We called him net net Jerry because he always said net net. And uh, so Jerry, if you're watching, you've not forgotten. So uh, huge growth in the cloud, uh, go figure. But uh, as you look at the 2021 compared to 2022 information uh, and spend, what we find is that it's up 35%. That's $191 billion up from uh, in 2021, up from $142 billion in, 100, in 2020. Guys, that's big big dollars. And you know where that's coming from? It's coming from folks just like you who are, I thank you, Heather, who are helping to um, figure out how to transform their organizations to well, get more out of what the cloud has to offer. If you've been in a presentation with me in the past, you'll know that one of my favorite phrases tends to be, uh, you know, the cloud is effectively infinite. It has more ca capability and more capacity than most organizations around the world have the ability to ask of it. And when we see growth numbers like that, well, it's strictly coming from the fact that uh, more people are asking more, which is a great thing. All right. Well, with that, let's get into cloud releases. The first update from AWS is they are announcing geolocation enrichment for Amazon fraud detector models. This is really cool. So, so uh, Nermal will often talk about uh, one of the aspects of creating, getting better, better value out of your data is enriching that data. Enriching it just means adding more could be metadata, could be timestamp data, could be, well, something that correlates inside of your organization. Well, in this case, uh, AWS is automatically adding uh, to your geolocation, uh, geolocation content to uh, fraud detection models. So it is enriching that really cool feature from AWS. <clears throat> now, also from, from Azure, they have put into uh, GA the imp uh, improved capabilities and, and documentation and Kickstarter uh, items for getting started with Azure IoT. Now, Azure IoT and I Azure IoT Hub, um, <laughs> oh, you're so funny, Wahid. Um, I don't think it looks like Bill Gates at all. Sorry easily distracted. Uh, so, so this is uh, Azure IoT Central is all around where you bring all of that IoT data coming into a central location where it ultimately it starts to get processed and then put into models where you can get some valid data out of it. It's still not the easiest thing in the world. So uh, better documentation, better um, uh, Kickstarter capabilities from Azure for Azure IoT Central. Now from uh, GCP, network load balancing now supports load balancing for uh, encapsulated security payload or ESP and ICMP traffic or uh, internet control message protocol traffic. So guys, it's just, it's more data to be able to make more intelligent decisions around how your uh, load balancing, your network load balancing environment is handling the loads coming in from your customers. You know, as you look at the trends of updates coming from AWS, Azure, and Google, it's interesting as we do these twice a week. Well, I took Tuesday off. I had a dentist appointment. That wasn't fun, but all is well. Thanks for asking. And, um, uh, as you look at the different trends of things, it's cool to see what happens over on the Google side. They add so much really deep tech and capabilities into their um, into their core services that grow and grow and grow. Now, all of these links, uh, as always, are available over on the Solve website. I want to you know. Uh, encourage you to go check that out and give you a peace of mind that no one's selling to you over there. It's just the place where we put all of this information. So head over to rackspace.com slash solve. 
hang out there for a while if you like all sorts of free great information but also then head down to slash 91 this is episode 91 of cloud talk live all right, here at Rackspace, we do continue to hire. The job of the day here is Cloud Engineer 3 out of Mexico. We get a lot of great folks from Mexico City and Guadalajara coming into the episode. Well, you know what? If you are a cloud engineer and you uh, are super smart and you live down in the Mexico area, well, we would love for you to come be a racker. Uh, first point of contact for handling customer issues and providing uh, guidance and recommendation to increasing efficiency and reduce customer incidents. Guys, this is a really cool uh, opportunity opportunity here at Rackspace. And again, if you are one of these folks, head on over and uh, go over to rackspace.com slash solve slash 91. Among the links of all of the news updates that I've put in here and the updates from the cloud providers is a link to apply for that very job. Would love for you to do it. Now, if you don't have the opportunity to watch us live here on Tuesdays and Thursdays, we do put the audio out from this program as part of the Cloud Talk podcast. So if you're not already subscribed, head on over to wherever you find your podcast. Find Cloud Talk and subscribe. All right. Time to cough. <laughs> okay. Sorry about that. All right. Well, that's all the news. Those are all the updates. Those are the jobs. And you know what that must mean? It must mean that we get to bring my good friend, Nermal Reganathon, up onto the stage. Nermal is a longtime racker. He is part also of what we call our TCT rackers. These guys are among the smarter folks we have here at Rackspace. They are part of what's called the technical career track. Folks who are technical don't necessarily want to get into leadership, tech, uh, people leadership, but want to go farther in their career. This is the track that Nermal's on. He's a principal architect here at Rackspace, and uh, and the only way to get that, of course, be part of the TCT. So why don't we go ahead and bring Normal up uh, on stage here with us? Normal, I'm so glad that you are here. Likewise, Jeff. Yeah, glad to be here. So I think yeah. twice in yeah. two months. So that's yeah. good. You're no stranger to the program. You know how to do this, uh, all of this stuff. So we're yeah. glad you're back. We've got some of our best friends from all around the world. We have somebody from Jordan here today. Isn't that incredible? It is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's great to see people all over the world joining in. I love it. Well, our conversation today, of course, is focused on the topic of data literacy. Now, when we first had started having our chats around data literacy, and I was thinking, this sounds kind of like something that just defines itself. Does that just mean I'm smart with data? So if I'm having that question and I know a little bit about tech, maybe you should help uh, define data literacy uh, for, for the rest of the world here today. Perfect. Yeah, let's. So, uh, I guess we'll start with the Gartner definition, right? I mean, I think most yeah. people consider that as the standard definition, and then I'll get into sort of my own view or definition of it, right? More simplified view. That's so, great. Gartner defines data literacy, right, as the ability to read, write, and communicate data in context, right? And that includes an understanding of data sources and constructs, analytical methods and techniques that are going to be applied, and then the ability to describe the use case, right? application and the resulting value. That's the storytelling part of it. So that's Gartner's definition of it. Now, if you want to really break it down, right, uh, it's it's pretty simple. It's your ability to read and consume data. It's your ability to observe, right? You're starting to make kind of mental models out of it. And then it's that. And then you get to analyze that data, right? And you get to share that. Again, that's where the storytelling comes into play. So it's really those three key terms and that's really what defines data literacy. Now, if I take a step back, right, if you think about just our day-to-day -day lives, and we can probably pull out an example, right, example or two, and that applies for all of us, right? It's not just in the business world and you're working with data. We just inundate the data, data every day today, right? Like, 
let's say COVID, for example, right? So you, you get, well, it's probably already this now, but over the last two years, right? So much information, right? And so much data points, right? All these numbers get thrown about, and then you get these varying viewpoints, right? So sure. as a data literate person, it's your responsibility to not just consume the numbers, sort of observe and go behind, right? But you've got to analyze it, right? That's, that's you, you've got to be more critical in your observation of data. That's yeah. really yeah, and, and it's a really great point. And I love how you're you're using the analogy of we've seen the COVID numbers and those can be, you know, it seems like so much can be manipulated to whatever a person's end goal is that goes back to the old joke that, you know, the data doesn't lie, data scientists do. Um, but but I, I love this thought of data literacy that really takes that that holistic view of, of not just you know, what is that raw data, but what is it in context and what is it, you know, taking that, that full view and analyzing the data and having a conversation from that data centric, being literate about the data to be able to have the conversation. And in this case, you know, we, we draw it back into businesses, you know, around whatever the business challenge it is. Maybe you're analyzing sales for your organization by, mm-hmm. by, uh, by region and, and what's working and what's not. You know, you can't just take a, a narrow slice and call it gospel. You've got to have a very, you know, holistic view of it and, and in context as well. Exactly. So now if you want to put that in the business context, right? So let's take an example of uh, just a random number, right? 100K. Does it mean anything? Not a whole lot, right? On the face yeah. value of it. Now if it's money, I'm pretty excited. Right? You know, if it's, if it's, <laughs> if it's, if it's 100,000 bad guys, I'm not very excited. <laughs> exactly, right? So uh, the first part is reading the data, right? So you're seeing a value of 100K. Now let's go expand that a little more plot that on 10 different numbers, right? So say rating levels anywhere from 50K to 100K and 200K. Yeah. It's still numbers, right? But at least we have some context. We've got some context, right? So the context is, let's say this is monthly numbers. So now we have, uh, let's really form that uh, virtual bar axis or uh, graph, right? Yeah. So you've got your uh, x-axis, that's months. Does that mean a whole lot? Not necessarily. It still could mean a whole lot for who's right. viewing it, right? Now let's draw the y-axis. Let's call it dollars, right? Let's put that number, a number value there. Okay. And does it mean a whole lot? Not yet, right? So it's getting closer, right? So that's where you start to move from just reading the data, then you're starting to really observe the data, right? right. And put things together in context. We still haven't gone to that analyzing part. So right. do we have full context yet? No. Now, if you think about it, no, but it's this process of that. continuing to ask questions of what does the hundred K represent, and it starts to paint a picture around what it actually is starting to mean. This is a great example. Exactly right. And then, if we take it one more step further, you now I take that chart and show it to somebody in sales. They're going to think that hundred K is oh, that's my bookings target, right? <laughs> um, <laughs> whereas, I take somebody in marketing, they're going to look at oh, is that my budget? For right. Is that how much I can spend? Exactly. Right. And then uh, I, I take it to uh, somebody in finance and they're looking at this. Is that the revenue for the year? Mm. Right? Or revenue projections for the year, right? It could mean two different things. Yeah. Uh, but they're looking at the past or the future. Take it to uh, somebody else, right? Take it to a data scientist and then they're going to start thinking about it. And okay, this doesn't have uh, enough context, right? Yeah. And context, to add context to it. Data. Exactly. Right. 
and they're going to try to again enrich that data with other elements now and, and this is where when we talk about data literacy right uh, i want everybody to get the uh, impression that okay it's only for data scientists or really data analysts it's for everybody and i think that's the part that really needs to be uh, kind of driven down to the businesses right everybody needs to be data literate and at a basic level at the business side it is about understanding your business what some of those data points and numbers mean for the business and like i said it is still contextual on your business unit and who you're talking to right so finance views it differently right um marketing views it differently but there's some common abstractions right is being able to read that data right. observe that data and then the all the contextual information lies in analyzing that data right so there you're going to get some business unit specific context but the first two steps right is across the organization right it's global so how do you get people to start doing those things yeah <clears throat> technology comes in here right so there's some element of you know, educating users on what's available so mm-hmm. where technology fits in is how do you bring that data to the consumers right so that's when you yeah. talk about everything we talk about like data modernization so we're educating the data in front of consumers manipulating the data right enriching the data getting the data in place but again it goes back to my example right once you get the data in place it's still that 100k that represents months and it's still, it's still uh, just 100k a dollar value right yeah exactly so it's still for the users to actually put that into context right and oftentimes again well and it's it's interesting time. also because it's you know you you come from you come from this deep data background data science background from engineering background you know the tools you know the technology that's happening behind it but this data literacy topic is so important because it ultimately is about helping make sure that everyone in the business is as literate about the data yeah. and knows to ask all those right questions because here's what always happens and you and I have been in these conversations inside of Rackspace we will come up with some number that's part of our business of what we're doing and at some point we're going to be sitting in front of the executive leadership team giving an update maybe on the data business itself and all of a sudden up comes a number and what's going to happen here's what's going to happen every single time if you've got a good solid set of leaders they're going to start asking questions about that and if you haven't already asked all of those questions and have them in your back pocket well you're going in unprepared which is why it's super important to get more literate about the data that you use to drive your business whether you are a you go back to a salesperson and and owning your business or whether you're in finance or whether you're whatever part of the world you're in being as literate as possible and i define that even in some cases is knowing how to ask all the right questions about the data to understand the context from every single angle i think it's so important exactly and that what you mentioned there right that gets us to the last point data doesn't sell right it's it's what i'm sorry that sells data doesn't sell right yeah. it's the stories that sell yes so how do you build that story that's kind of like that's my career happens. telling stories <laughs> yeah you great great stories yeah so yeah um so you build those stories right and then you back that stories by data right so that's that's really how you analyze that that's the last part of data literacy so in order to just tell those really good stories right that's what's going to be key for the business and how you convey your message to the world right and the rest of the business uh so you got to that's where the critical thinking comes in right you don't have to ask all the questions all the right questions get the answers for that right that data is going to help you provide the answers and then you build that narrative right and then you share that narrative so that's that last part 
So now, I think going to the next question from there, right? How do you enable this within an organization? Yeah. So there's multiple factors in, right? So there's that early education part of it. Again, I think this is a good starter point, right? On what basically is data literacy? It gets thrown out. Not many organizations uh, have a specific program, right, that people can follow. So it's mostly like, hey, go look. There's some things here. Just go take a look, right? It it does help, right? As you get to more uh, of the business users to have kind of more of a curriculum or kind of a course track that defines those basic principles. And a lot of times it's uh, business contextual, right? So you uh, get them to think about the data points in the same way, because if you have data points and you have 10 different people thinking about the data points differently, that's not no useful for a business. Mm -hmm. So you do want to make sure that you have business context set in, and that's part of that training and education uh, for the users. Then it's enabling them with the data and that's getting the data in front of them. And that's where it doesn't matter whether your data is in the data warehouse or data lake, right? Where we store it, right? How do you catalog that, right? How do you build a business glossary around that? So that when everybody's looking at the data, they're looking at it the right way. That's right. That doesn't answer the whole question, right? Then you get to the third point. Then it's up to each of those individual uh, individuals, right? Again, across business units to start analyzing that data. So that's how that story flows. So it's a mix of some training and education up front. Uh, it's a lot of uh, experimentation and learning, right? Uh, learning on the job. That's that's what it is, it is about, right? And you get better at it over time. Well, the other thing that's interesting about it, uh, Normal, is it's not just you know incumbent on the data person to to have this to 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 do this. I mean, granted, they, the data people still have to do the data things, but data literacy is really incumbent on anyone who is going to use data. Talk about that hundred k in the context of what they do, and it's up to then you know all of these teams to work together to ensure you know, consistent data, like you're talking about, that it's that everyone's looking at the at the same source, that we're enriching it all in the same way, that we aren't lying about the data, that we are manipulating the data towards a desired outcome. But the data is just the data. Now, how do we apply that in the context of our business? And so data literacy is one of those, yeah. those activities that everyone needs to actually go and kind of go get smart on. Where's some good resources for folks to go do that? Yep. So there's a bunch of uh, resources, and Jeff, I think you're going to bring us some of those links, right? I mean, Gartner has a good uh, kind of a beginner article on data literacy, right? And that really applies more for the business world. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, actually good TED Talks. If you go to just, uh, TEDx and search for them, right? That puts it in real context of your day-to-day, -day, right? And I, I think once you get the message of how this applies to me day-to-day, -day, right, just in, in, real, in the real world, real life, yeah. uh, it's a lot more easier to start to bring that into the business world. That's right. Hey, we've been putting up a, uh, a link for uh, for that article that we're talking about over at Gartner. That will be available over at rackspace.com slash solve slash 91. This is episode 91. So you can uh, be able to get that there. We have to add it yet. Uh, so it may not be there for another 10 minutes or so, but we'll get it there in the next hour. Um, normal sort of parting thoughts, you know, uh, how can we encourage folks to be smarter with data and, and use data more as a, as a tool in their organization? Yeah. So I, I think that's what I said, right? The real world experience matters a lot. Mm -hmm. um, so the first step is really getting a good grasp of your business yeah. um, and understanding kind of the key terms. So if your business doesn't have a business glossary, I mean, you should take it up on you to start building that, right? Yeah. Uh, 
I, I, ideally all businesses should have that so you can start communicating in the same language. Um, then it's about getting access to the data. And this is where really it's not the job of everybody to do that, right? You've got to have an organization, you've got to have a discipline around um, putting that data together, making that data available to users. So that's where some of the, the technology pieces, the building out a data strategy, all that comes into play. And then the last part is really driving stable literacy program, right? You've got to have that. So without that, most organizations are just going, like, it's just going to vary, right? It's going to vary on people that are interested versus not. Uh, it shouldn't be an interest versus not, right? Everybody needs to be data literate. Like, that's right. And in, and that's part, of, like we and part of why I, right? I asked the question simply because it's, it's too easy for us to say, um, hey, let's just go get the data guys to get a new tool. And, uh, and now we've got everything we need and we can move on. Well, it's, it's not we the case, is it? It's, there's, <laughs> yeah. it's not a no. shrink wrap solution. It is not, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, and there's no, there's no uh, product or tool or technology to like, really provide you data literacy. It's not. That's right. Nope. There are tools and products that help drive the whole, you know, that are part of the Venn diagram of the solution. But it, at the heart of it, it's, it's, it's us that have to be literate about the data, about the tools, and about what it actually means in context for our businesses. Well, Normal, thank you yeah, so much yeah. for being on to talk data literacy. This was a great chat. Absolutely. Yeah. Happy to be here, Jeff. Thanks for the time. All right. And everyone, if you want to, uh, you know, learn more about, of course, Normal, he's a great guy. Go follow him on LinkedIn. Uh, you'll find his link and his information over at rackspace.com slash solve slash 91. This is episode 91. We will be back, uh, guys, next week on Tuesday with another episode of Cloud Talk Live. Have an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Cloud Talk Live. Now here at CloudTalk, we strive to help decode the ever-changing world of technology to help you apply it to your business so that hopefully you'll have one more tool in your arsenal to help improve your business and those around you. Now, this was a live event, which happens almost every Tuesday and Thursday at 8.30 a.m. Central Time on the Rackspace LinkedIn, YouTube, and Twitter accounts. Be sure to watch us there and join the conversation live with us. Now, if you haven't already subscribed, I'd encourage you to do so and maybe even give us one of those five-star reviews. These episodes can be found anywhere podcasts are found. Until next time, I'm Jeff DeVerter for Cloud Talk and Cloud Talk Live.